The good, the bad, and the ugly. With Terence Pillay. Hello, Terence. Hello, Darren. So, well, quite a quite a tease that one. Could the Gupta debacle have been avoided? That's a big one. Well, uh, I mean. Uh, the whole thing could have been avoided mm. if we nipped it in the bud. But aren't we just a little sick of the constant new developments in the life and times of our president, Jacob mm. Zuma? Mm. You know, two weekends ago, uh, Joel Nechitense raised a no-confidence vote in the president. And apparently, this time, it really ticked Zuma off. Um, the internal working of, working of the ANC... Uh, is another matter altogether. I mean, I don't, know, I don't know how they operate. Mm. Um, but they keep saying that there's no point in getting rid of Zuma now before mm. the elective conference because his term is up. Yeah. But it's not really. His term as ANC president will be up mm. uh, when they have the elective conference, but he still sits as the president of the country until the next general election. In 2019. Which is 2019. That means the entire 2018 we go in with uh, recession, droughts, yes. and floods, and corruption and 27% unemployment for another year. Exactly. And that's the complication. So for those who don't know how we got to this place, Judge Chris Nicholson investigated Tabo Mbeki in connection with the arms deal and corruption mm-hmm. uh, scandal and he was unceremoniously um, he got the boot <coughs> as the president of the ANC and, yep. and the country. The deputy president at the time is Kalema Motlante. And um, he was then accepted as president briefly for a year. Mm. And then in 2012, Jacob Zuma was then appointed as the president of the ANC with the support of the ANC Youth League, mm. which then was led by Julius Malema, if remember you remember. That. And he yes. said, we will kill for Zuma. Yes, and he uh, will, he will uh, rule until the return of Jesus. <laughs> that's those, right. Those kind of Julius Malema things, yeah. But that's a whole show altogether, yeah. the, the flip-flop. <laughs> so the ANC under Zuma le- Zuma's leadership decided on how to deal with their particular approach to government empowerment. Um, so these grand empowerment deals emerged with the concept of tenderpreneurship, getting big government contracts, and allowing a particular family to exert undue influence. Mm. We've seen it with ESCOM, SAA, and a lot of the other state-owned enterprises. Mm-hmm. So right back then, Zuma was already implicated in so many things. Right in the beginning. In yeah. fact, they call him 738 because of the number of fraud and corruption charges that were leveled against him, many of which are still pending. Mm. You have the Tuli Madincela state capture report. Report, um, which implicated all his connections, including his son Duduzani. Uh, mm. um, we found out this week that he actually has uh, al- already got his uh, his paperwork to go and live in Dubai. In Dubai, and his involvement with the Gupta family and mm. the web of intrigue and the web of patronage. Mm. Um, so it's so bizarre that we actually lose track of all the things, like the Constitutional Court ruling that said he had not upheld the Constitution in respect of the Secure and Comfort Report, yep. which was the it's report. a ruling by the highest court in the land saying you're not doing your job. Exactly. There was the uh, Vatikloof airport issue, the nuclear deal, agreements with the Russians, mm-hmm. and now these email, emails that emerge between yeah. him and the Guptas and the palatial mansion in Dubai that they allegedly bought him. So for me, despite all the allegations and speculations and the evidence of corruption and abuse of power and state resources that is stacking up against him, what's really concerning is that we're living in a time where the economy is really under pressure. We've had these downgrades by international rating agencies which obviously impacts on the costs um, of us borrowing money um, but we've become immune to it mm. what what do we do it we, should have yeah. been nipped in the bud back in 2012 mm. already mm. but how did we get to this point yeah
So uh, we seem to be reaching a point where we've always become immune, as I said. It's one scandal out the other. Mm. But how do we weather that? Yeah. Given the cur- current electoral period, um, it's time the ANC made a decision on what is actually good for the country yeah. and not just good for the Abs- ANC. Absolutely. Um, so do we just sit back and trust the democracy? Is it going to be enough to say that we have institutions like the Constitutional Court, the mm. Human Rights Commission, the Public Protector, these Chapter 9 institutions that have been set up to protect the people Mm. but there seems to be no response to it there's almost impunity on the part of the state but how long can we go on and can we last until 2019 see now that's the thing Um, all evidence is leading to the fact that we're going to have to keep Zuma until 2019 Mm. irrespective of what evidence comes forward so I want to ask a question Mm. right here's the question right if you had our president Jacob Zuma's ear and you could whisper something into his ear. It's too easy to say, please resign, because he's not going to do that. Nope. That's not going to happen. But if there's one thing that he could change by uh, the swipe of a pen right now, what would that be? What would you ask if you literally, you know, had the if you had the Gupta influence on, <laughs> on our president right now, and you could whisper something in his ear? What would you whisper 